Oh. Ah, uh, okay. I'm like really reluctant to start this. So, I'm Rachel Cook. This is Spiritual Crypto. Um, am I getting any sound? I think I am. Um, I've wanted to do this for some time to start this podcast, to call it Spiritual Crypto, and to talk about topics that I'm not seeing anyone else touching on, like at all. So as reluctant as I've been to try and do this, which has to do with ego-related stuff, like fear of nobody being able to receive things I want to share that I'm super, super passionate about and think are so important. I think that's a lot of it, just like the grief that's still connected with that because I grew up in a situation where there weren't people around that were interested in like my interior life. Um, but it doesn't matter. And I mean, it matters because I want to heal it and like have compassion for myself and stuff. But these ideas I think are so important that um, regardless of what's coming up for me, and this is an opportunity to try and help it heal maybe more quickly anyway, I need to get these ideas out. So this podcast, as I said, is, I'm calling it Spiritual Crypto. I want to talk about a variety of things that in this first episode, who knows how long this is going to be, it's probably not going to be that long. Um, I wanted to try and kind of provide an overview of what I'm interested in trying and attempting to communicate through this podcast. So I'm calling it Spiritual Crypto as a sort of blanket, double blanket term or something because I'm interested in cryptocurrency and I'm working in the cryptocurrency sector um, through Seeds, which is the project that I founded. Seeds is like, it's effectively like cryptocurrency mutual aid. So anyone can redeem a single seed to ask for help of our community and receive that as a gift with no strings attached. So for example, you could redeem a single seed to ask for a thousand bucks to help cover your rent or something. And we can't guarantee that it'll be fulfilled in a certain time frame or at all. But we would then share your request with our community and they would have the opportunity to contribute to it. And everybody who gives would receive a commensurate amount or more of seeds and thanks. So for example, if somebody gave $25 to your need, we'd send them $25 worth of seeds at market value at the time you made the gift. If they set up recurring giving, we'd send them up to 135% of the value they gave in seeds at market price. Right now, as I'm recording this, seeds are at like 16 cents on the market. So cryptocurrency has been interesting to me for a number of years. Man, I can just hear in my voice now this like, I'm just totally assuming that no one's going to give a fuck about what I'm saying and that it's going to get shunned. That's like, the, the it's a fear of being shunned again. That's the big thing that's coming up that's blocking me from wanting to do this, I think. And it's so present right now. I can hear it in the expectation and the tone of my voice. Um... But the ideas are important to get out. They're really, really important to get out. Um, so seeds is in the crypto sector. And so like in trying to share about seeds to try and help more of us get out of this shitty economic system that we're stuck in, I've had to, I've thought at least and have had some success in speaking about crypto more broadly so that, you know, at this stage as I'm recording this in late 2020, enough people in the mainstream have heard of cryptocurrency and think that they should maybe be paying attention to it that they are so if i talk about crypto which i started doing more on tiktok 
um, then I can use that to bring them into the ideas that are propelling seeds forward, which I think, in my opinion, independent of my ego, are more interesting than what's going on in cryptocurrency broadly. Like, there's no other project out there that's like seeds that's working to build abundance for everybody engaging with the ecosystem. There's nothing out there that allows you to redeem a single token to get whatever amount of money you ask for. I mean, like the biggest gift we've given so far to somebody who redeemed a single seed to ask for help was for $50,000. And we're still very small. We're still quite small. So, I mean, something about that, that idea that you can determine the value of a unit of the currency when you redeem it by asking for a certain amount from the community is, I think, really on trends. I hate that phrase, though, but like, I think we're shifting out of this scarcity paradigm that we've been trapped in for, for really, really, for millennia. Um, I'm really interested in this idea of ascension to 5D and the rise of feminine energy on earth and in humans of all genders. I think so much of this dysfunction in the world that we're forced to currently live in, and I'm, I'm angry about this like all the time, but just a very, like, just below the anger is a lot of grief. Um, it, we're just str- 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 trapped in this, uh, just this fucked up, gross version of masculine energy. The, the phrase toxic masculine energy, toxic, see, I can't even talk about it because it's so, it's like it's trying to stop me from talking about it, I swear. Um, the phrase toxic masculinity, I think, is very useful because we have at least something to kind of approximate what this is and that, you know, that phrase isn't very old. Um, but it's, it's everything, I think. And it, it even, interestingly, shows up in social justice movements. So with all the sort of like more recent conversation about gender and identity politics and so forth, it's been fascinating to me to see versions of what I'm calling, I made up a word, misofem. Misofem is the denigration of feminine energy in humans of all genders. And I think we all do it because we've all been brought up in this energy that teaches us to, to denigrate feminine energy. Um, yeah, so I mean, it even shows up in social justice movements. When we've moved towards social justice in the past, it's always been in this masculine way, which has been effective to a great extent. Um, but... Yeah, it's like, I don't, we don't even know what the feminine is, I think. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a woman. I was born, I'm a, I was born female and I've lived the life of a woman and whatever. And like, I don't feel like I understand how to tap into what the feminine is. And I feel like I'm trying to learn. And I don't feel like I see almost anyone who seems to just, to have naturally come into a space where they understand what the feminine is. Like so much of what the feminine, the way the feminine is presented, I think is also designed by people coming from a masculine point of view. So that's something I'm trying to figure out. But I think it can't be figured out because that's rational. That's something to be done with the brain, which is more on the masculine side, right? So it's like, it feels like it's something I need to understand with my body and into it and use Vipassana meditation to, to get to. Um, yeah, so all of that is various things I want to explore in this podcast, but 
what I wanted to try and share, I guess, in this initial episode is just this idea that it's my belief after reflecting on this a lot and whatever being, I'm 37 years old, I'll be 38 next April. Um, I just feel like that's the water and we're the fish and we've been swimming in it and we, a lot of us don't even know to think about what that is. And I think it comes from past life experiences that I've had. I want, I want to use this podcast to talk about everything that is of interest to me that um, some people are still going to call far out or like be dismissive of or whatever. And that's part of the reason I'm more reluctant to talk about past life stuff. But I think it's also just um, fear of attack or something. But yeah, there's this one particular past life that's shown up a bunch. I've done a bunch of regressions. I've probably looked at, I don't know, 25 or 30 past lives with a couple different practitioners. And um, one that came up a lot, and I'm already feeling this fear and sharing it, which is interesting. It's coming from me. But it was a past life in what I believe to be Atlantis and what like the practitioner, one, one in particular that I worked with and looked at this life a lot with, like she thought it was Atlantis as well. So the memory from that past life was that I was, um, we had this like sort of beautiful idyllic society and we, we lived in what, it wasn't feminine energy because that sort of designation didn't exist at that time. I don't know what gender would have been then if we even had gender in the same, or like even like a recognizable sense coming from like a modern viewpoint or whatever but yeah it was like it was something like feminine energy and we lived together in harmony and we could communicate telepathically or something and then the quote-unquote attackers came in but we didn't recognize them for what they were at first and we were trying to help them they wanted to learn from us and they seemed they looked like us they seemed to be like us but they uh they couldn't connect with us telepathically. So it was decided that I would be like this mouthpiece for my people to try and help this other group of people learn things that we'd learn that could be beneficial to them. And that was the first mistake. I then, it was like, I then kind of like stepped away from connection to my community. And uh, then I would communicate like one-to-one with these people or something. It was somehow necessary. That was like the only way we could share this information with them but it was a mistake because it was like proto-patriarchal it then introduced this hierarchy and this separation that i think we're still trapped in and it's horrible today um it's like a manufactured hierarchy or something which is like what all i think this manufactured hierarchy is uh the source of every form of discrimination that exists for humans now Um, racism, transphobia, misogyny, any form of discrimination I think comes from this sort of idea of manufactured hierarchy and I think it has its origins and I feel like I'm going to get hate for saying this but I this past life regression that I did was just so powerful but anyway so like what came up in a bunch of regressions when I was looking at this life was that I became this sort of like point person and I was communicating with the attackers we didn't know they were going to attack yet but because I had I had more proximity to them. I recognized what was going to happen before other people did. And so I um, saw it 
a little bit before it was going to go down and I recognized that they were it was a con the entire time they were always planning to like suck our energy away through some kind of portal or something and destroy things um and so to try and stop them I dissolved myself I still don't understand what this is, but that's what came up through the regression. And I tried to, after dissolving myself, I tried to put my energy into the attackers um, because my hope was that it would shift them enough, it would shift their energy enough that they wouldn't go through with it. But I failed and a bunch of people died and this idyllic civilization we created collapsed. And I think we've been dealing with the, the negative energy that they then put in this which I think is the version that we have now is like the shitty masculine energy that is that permeates everything. Um, I think it came from that. Oh man, yeah, that's what I think. I'm just gonna fuck. I want to like talk about stuff like this so that anyone else who's afraid to talk about stuff like this, because I'm afraid to talk about it. Why am I afraid to talk about it? Because that energy has tried to attack me a lot and I it comes through people now, it comes through everybody. I have some of it in me maybe, I think too. Certainly at least I have like a, an energy in me that really wants to destroy it in other people when it comes up. So yeah, I'm still quite afraid of that. It's been vicious a lot in this lifetime. But whatever, maybe other people out there, I mean, at least on TikTok, it's been encouraging, like, because I found, you know, some other people that are thinking about past lives and talking about whatever, like remembering Atlantis past lives and stuff. Um, so I think that now, coming in at this time in history, we're here for the restoration of a balance of those energies of yin and yang, again, regardless of gender. Um, regardless of biological sex there's a dualism here there's a dualistic energy and I think that this masculine feminine yin yang thing is perhaps the most pervasive dualism that we have to live through as humans now and like in recent history recent history being whatever like millennia I guess um, so we're here and we have to deal with it and capitalism is a lot of it the way that capitalism is designed to separate us, um, the way it assigns value and makes people feel like they have less value because capitalism assigns a number to that value and it's really, really fucked up. Um, yeah, and the way that it's because of Adam Smith who lived hundreds of years ago, this system is designed according to self-interest and there's no space for giving and so seeds is working to by design when you give to somebody you need through seeds you get seeds cryptocurrency and thanks because we want if cryptocurrency keeps going up in price eventually which i believe it's i strongly believe it's going to we want the giving people to be the ones who get rich in crypto because they're already doing so much to help that you know they're just gonna do even more if they have more resourcing and there's nothing else like that everything else compartmentalizes this idea of giving and receiving abundance yourself in a systemic sense at least i mean you always get the you know when you genuinely give you get the the merits they would say um vipassana courses like they you get that good feeling if it's a genuine gift but 
we're mimicking that structurally and that we also give you money for giving. And I mean, we shifted to doing that in large part because I realized we didn't, this was one of many iterations that Seeds went through over the years. Um, but I realized that it was femme people, mostly women, who were giving through Seeds. And it was masculine people, mostly males, who were like buying Seeds on the market to try and make money off of it. So I shifted things so that it was the givers who were receiving Seeds and Thanks to make sure that these giving women, these giving femme people, they were almost, they might have all been women, um, were receiving the crypto so that they could benefit. And like, that's another reason capitalism has left the feminine behind. I mean, it just doesn't leave any space for giving and for nurturance and it's infuriating and like it's fucked up and it hurts everybody. And so Seeds has a practical solution that's been working for years that I think transcends that. So in this podcast, I want to have more space to share about these ideas, to share about like why they exist and the stuff that's really interesting. Like I'm interested in crypto. I like trading. I used to be a professional stock trader, mostly in Chicago, briefly on Wall Street. And trading is fun. I still think it's fun. I teach a crypto trading course um, and it's fun. It really is. But I'm interested in so much more beyond that. And what Seeds is, is a lot more than just another cryptocurrency. Seeds is doing things that nothing else out there is doing. And I haven't seen anyone even sort of like touching, as I mentioned earlier, touching upon these ideas that I've landed on and been considering for years. So like, yeah, I want to have space to kind of examine those things and share about those things and discuss those things in this podcast. Um, TikTok has been fun, but it, there's only much, so much you can do in 60 seconds. And it's like there are like crypto bros there. They're everywhere. They seem to... I didn't see people making crypto videos on there before I was making them. I'm sure there were some. But then suddenly, shitty crypto people... And I'm angry about it. I'm angry about that shitty masculine energy that's in crypto. It's in finance and it's in crypto. And it started showing up on TikTok. And like, I didn't want to... What I have to offer is so much more expansive than some dude talking about like how you should buy the latest meme coin because it's going to blow up and then it's going to crash. Whatever. Like, that's not what this is. This is something else. Um, including it's including a space for me to, I guess, express anger about how it is kind of infuriating that there just isn't, I think it's because language is masculine too. It's like, I have to express this energy through the media that currently exists. And it's, I don't even know how possible it is to do that. I can try and share energy through this without words. Um, but I'm still too angry, I think. So it's like, once I can release more of this anger, I think I'll be able to attract more people who maybe, you know, even if they don't intellectually understand why, why, why they're drawn to this, they're aware that they are and they are drawn to it. Um, but just the fucking way, I mean, like, the fact that, like, Elon Musk is, like, like, that's just, like, so emblematic of the polar opposite of where I think Seeds is and where I'm at. And he's the most visible person <laughs> talking about crypto now, even though he had 
like virtually no association with crypto until what like a year ago or something like that so it's like it's so weird and like the house that i live in now um this is like a weird law of attraction thing too that i find interesting though i just moved into it in march and like the last tenant was the actress amber heard and she was apparently dating elon musk while she lived here so he was he probably they probably fucked in this house and so like i'm how did i end up like landing it i didn't know that she until move-in day like i didn't know that she was the previous tenant i just picked the house and it ended up working out and whatever and um yeah i had like a little party for my neighbors to try and meet people in the neighborhood and a bunch of neighbors told me about how they would see like elon musk car here while they were dating so it's just like there's just something interesting i think about that the law of attraction thing there yeah so spiritual crypto that's what this podcast is going to be when i'm less angry and sad because <laughs> like i said the grief is like just underneath the rage that i'm feeling about the state of things um I'll be able to share more about Vipassana meditation, which I found and have been developing in for the last, I guess, like eight and a half years-ish or so. Um, and I'm just completely convinced that Vipassana is the way out. And it's also, of every organization I've ever interacted with of any kind, it's a nonprofit. Um, it has the healthiest balance of masculine and feminine energies. And it allows you, because there's a good solid structure there, that healthy masculine is there. I think it really gives you the space to heal and receive and clear out your shit, which I think is vital to, I mean, it's, it's, it's the way out. Like it's supposed to be the specific practice that Buddha has used to get out of, to transcend misery in this, within these planes, the planes that we're in on earth and uh yeah man i mean whatever theory you believe in it's it's not a religion it's not religious it's the practice of vipassana whatever the theory whatever theory you want to buy into i can speak to my own personal experience and what's changed in my life because i've done it and so can so many other people and that what's one thing that's cool about it is that it's very much about like this idea that like you should only only take what resonates with your own experience and understanding, um, and based on that, I mean, I'm I'm totally convinced it's it's already improved my life in pretty amazing ways. So I want to talk more about that in the podcast as well. So yeah, it's gonna span spirituality, <laughs> past life stuff, and looking at things in cryptocurrency. I don't know how comprehensively I'm going to look at crypto because there's so few projects that I actually find interesting within the space. They're really just a handful. Um, but we'll see how this evolves. I want to let it kind of take on its own shape and sh like sh show what it wants to become. But I want to record it with a certain cadence. So I'd like to try and get out episodes like at least once a week-ish or so. Although I don't want to like make a hard and fast rule because I don't want to force anything either. Um, so I'm going to try and do that. Yeah, so that's what this is going to be. 
If you're interested in seeds and learning more about how seeds works, if you need to ask for help, if you'd like to help someone and receive seeds and thanks, you can check us out at seedsgives.com, S-E-E-D-S-G-I-V-E-S.com. Um, I guess that's it for today. I'm Rachel. I founded Seeds. This is Spiritual Crypto. And uh, 